With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Turn on the Jets podcast. I don't have to convince any one of those eight defensive coaches how effed up I am. These players, they want to defend MetLife Stadium for you guys. Here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. With a little spit-take initial reaction with Dolben Asario to the New York Jets' first selection in the 2020 NFL Draft. They stayed put at number 11. They took an offensive lineman, and they took the guy that we most commonly mocked to them, with the 11th overall pick, Mekhi Becton from Louisville. Mild surprise because Tristan Wirfs was surprisingly still on the board, and most of us assumed when we saw Wirfs still there, they would go that direction. But the Jets end up going with Becton. The guy, I would say, has the highest ceiling, but maybe the lowest floor of the that top group of four tackles in the NFL draft. But mm-hmm. as we preached, we wanted offense, and we wanted offensive line, and this they, we wanted them to get one of the four guys, and they did. So it's hard not to be content uh, with getting Becton, who is 6'7", 365 pounds, and moves around like someone half that size. What are your initial thoughts and reaction to the Becton pick, Dalvin? Yeah, I mean, I Makai Becton had a first-round grade for me. Um, I thought that he was one of the top 32 players in this class. I had him as tackle number four. Um, I honestly, the first round went pretty surprising, like in just in terms of, you know, when Caroline, when Derek Brown went in the top 10, I was surprised about that. Uh, you know, seeing Isaiah Simmons go to Arizona, I was also surprised about that. So once that happened, I was like, all right, well, at the very least, the Jets are going to have their chance to take one of the three remaining of the big four tackles with Andrew Thomas already having gone forth to the Giants. I mean, you have a guy in Makai who, like you said, man, and, and it's one of those things I tweeted it out earlier in the in the week. The Jets for a really, really long time, Joe, have played it safe in round one, right? Jamal Adams was a safe pick. Uh, Leo Williams was a safe pick, right? So they've played it safe. Sam Darnold was the the, the highest rated quarterback on, ev- on a lot of people's boards. And the fact that Cleveland took, you know, Baker Mayfield and then the Giants took Saquon Barkley, that made that let, allowed the Jets to take the safest quarterback out of that draft class. And here it is, man. They are they took a swing. Right. And I think that's one of the things that Joe Douglas, I can appreciate in, in, in the draft because it gets very exhausting, constantly taking guys with those low floors. Right. Like you're getting what you're getting at that point. And here comes this massive monster, six feet, seven, 369 pounds, really good in pass protection, smooth feet. Like you, you, you nailed it. They showed a vi- they showed a video a couple months ago of him, you know, doing 360 dunks in the gym and just throwing it down. And a man his size should not be moving like that. But we're talking about he has all the reach in the world. His balance is incredible for a man, his size, he should be tipped over, right? Like he, he, he edge rushers and bull rushes should tip him over because he's so big, but he maintains this frame and he stands there and he, and he takes a punch and he delivers one back. His hand technique is really solid for a kid. That's still raw. I think that he steps foot and, and is the day one starter at left tackle for this team. And I think, I think this is what I'm thinking. I think that the Jets took him over Wirfs, and I understand it because Wirfs 
to me, his best position at the next level is at guard. I think he, I think he could be an all pro guard. I worry about the, the, his arms. I worry about his arm length at, at the next level. And I worry about him protecting an immobile quarterback in Tom Brady in Tampa. Um, and so here it is like, now he goes and he's going to start for a hall of fame quarterback on a really good, a really good Bucks line. So I think he's going to be fine, but I think the jets viewed Becton as a better long-term prospect, a left tackle. And I agree with that. I think Becton, like you said, has the highest ceiling. And I think that he steps foot day one as a starter at left tackle. And it allows you to play either Fant or Adoga at right tackle. So honestly, I think it's a really great pick for Joe Douglas for his first pick to take a swing like this and not play it safe. Honestly, hats off to him. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Becton has athleticism that the Jets have to love for the type of scheme and offense that they're planning to have. And I think, you know, in some ways the Becton pick lines up to a lot of the stuff they did in free agency. Whereas Becton, you know, he may have a couple bumps his rookie year, but long term, he should absolutely be a cornerstone player they build around at left tackle. And very well, you know, two, three years from now, we can look back and say he was the best overall tackle in this class. And we are seeing that, look, with how the Jets approach free agency, they don't mind if 2020 uh, is a development year in some ways. So I do think Becton's going to start day one, probably at left tackle. He started 11 games at left tackle last year. He has experience also starting on the right side. I think you'll see a Dogan Fant, like you said, battled out in the right. And I think the Jets did what they needed to do with their first round pick. They didn't outthink themselves and try to get too cute and trade down uh, and potentially leave themselves having to settle for a guy like Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson later in the first round, who actually just ended up going to Miami uh, to go with our new friend Tua. Uh, they did what they needed to do at number 11, getting backed in. And now what we're going to see on day two is where Joe Douglas needs to you know, earn that paycheck. Can you find some starters? Can you find some playmakers for Sam Darnold in the second and third round? And all eyes are going to be on wide receiver uh, with that 48th pick and then with their two third round picks. But to kick things off... You know what? They got a guy that I think a lot of us expected them to get. I think he was the most likely of the four to be there at 11. He was there with one other person, which was a surprise. And I think the gap between both of them is tight enough where you can't get too worked up either way. And many people do think Wirfs will actually be a guard at this level rather than a tackle. And if he is a tackle, it might be a right tackle. So we'll see how things shake out in Tampa. But I don't think Jet fans really have anything to complain about tonight. Uh, And I think all eyes now go to tomorrow where – We start looking at these wide receivers, right? Yeah, absolutely, Joe. And I mean, I think one of the things that you have to ask yourself with this pick is what what would have been the difference? Like you just mentioned, uh, Austin Jackson went in round one, right? I think we're going to see this run of tackles that we all thought could have gone in round two go in round one, right? Like Ezra Cleveland is another one. Isaiah Wilson is a guy that was mocked in round two for a really long time. And now we've seen some movement this week. So did Joe Douglas want to leave tonight with Jerry Judy in his back pocket or CD lamb in his back pocket, knowing that he would have had to reach or trade a, a pick next year in order to get back into the first round to get the tackle that he wanted. And I think if you tell me and you know, we'll see what he does tomorrow. You're right. But if you leave tomorrow, and you've added Michael Pittman Jr., right? Or, you know, or KJ Hamler, or just one of these, because the, the receiving class in, in this class is deep. I had, I had eight receivers in my top 100, like, and that, and that's never happened, not even in the really good class of 2014. So if you left this draft the first two days, if you left the first two rounds with Makai Becton and Michael Pittman Jr., is that better than leaving with Jerry Judy and say a second or third tier tackle 
I think so, you know, and I, and I think that Joe Douglas should feel happy about what he did, but you're right. He's got to get a wide receiver. He's got to get a corner too. I think corner is incredibly important. You can't go into the season with just bless Austin and Pierre this year, whatever we have football and you still can. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me to see him double dip on, on a center. And if Cesar Ruiz is there at 48, I could see that or Lloyd Cushenberry. I can see them taking an interior offensive lineman instead of the wide receiver and waiting for 68 where maybe they take Van Jefferson or one of the other wide receivers. So that's going to wrap up night one initial reaction up on the website. Dolphin's going to have a day two preview for you guys today, probably shortly after this drops on the website we will have the same type of podcast tomorrow reacting to the three picks the jets are currently scheduled to make although who knows they can end up making more or less uh, if they trade around then we'll have the normal twitter and initial reaction content on turnonthejets.com follow dolbin on twitter at da underscore sario follow me on twitter at jay caparoso and be happy jet fans you have a new starting yes. left tackle and for the first time since 2006 the Jets have addressed offensive line in the first round. So it's been a long time coming. It's happened. Mekhi Becton is one of the largest human beings I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and we're happy to have him protecting Sam Darnold. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll be back later this weekend.